Welcome back to the Michael Mars Show. Today is Wednesday, December 1st, 2021. This is episode 69, and I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving break. We got finals next week, at least for my school. We have finals next week, so I've just been laying low uh, since I got back to school on Monday evening. Uh, thank you to everyone that's sending questions before we get started. Washington football team got the dub against the Seahawks on Monday night football at home. It may have been a water leak at the stadium again, but we don't got to talk about that. Skins have won three games in a row. So I'm going to talk about that. We got um, three sports questions lined up, and then we got four other questions that are not sports related that other people ask. Like I said, thank you to everyone that's sending questions. Uh, if I do not get to your question today, um, which I have already selected the ones that I'll, I'm going to answer. Uh, please continue to send them in and, um, you know, I might get to them in the future. I need to do these solo podcasts more often. I used to say I'm going to do one every five guests, and I don't think I've done one in like 15 or 20 episodes just because I've just been trying to get guests and stuff. But yeah, I think I need to get back to doing these solo episodes a little bit more, you know, get a little comfortable doing them again. I mean, I'm comfortable doing them all the time, but, you know, just it's been a while. So anyway, let's just jump right into it. First question that I got was from my boy, Daniel Traub. Shout out. He said, Mike, what are your thoughts on extending college football playoffs to the top eight teams? Daniel, I'm so in favor of that. I feel like they should have done it years ago. It's better than what it used to be. When we were growing up and we were like a middle school, it was top two throughout the season. Whoever ended the season ranked number one and two would move on to the finals. And then everyone else would just fill in on the bowl games. And I want to say like 2013 or 2014, they started doing top four, which has been good. I mean, we've seen some good games. We've seen some decent upsets, but I would love to see top eight. And then eventually, you know, maybe get into the top 12, top 16. Top 16 is like ideal. I think top 16 is like the perfect number. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not against, you know, gradually getting to 16. So, you know, four, eight. And like I said, 12, 16, maybe nothing like college basketball, though, because that's 64 is March Madness. And it is a mad month in March. It, they say it's like the month of March, but the championship is always in April. And March Madness doesn't start until like March 20th or like March 18th or like right around there. But yeah, college football, we've had some decent or some huge signings the last few days. You know, Brian Kelly took the job at LSU. He left Notre Dame. Lincoln Riley left the job at Oklahoma. He took USC. Uh, his contract is insane. I mean, a bunch of things. They, they were giving him the booster club for, for them to go to, or for him to go to USC. But I'm going to give a college football prediction. I got the top 10 lined up right here. I know this week we got Georgia versus Alabama in the SEC championship. Cincinnati's playing someone in their, in their conference for the championship Michigan is playing Iowa Iowa's like number 15 they're not on this list Michigan just beat Ohio State that was a crazy game or a big win for Michigan uh, high scoring game Oklahoma State just beat Oklahoma by four and that game was crazy because they the spread was three and a half and I bought an extra point and that extra point saved my parlay parlay was actually crazy I had Kent State money line shout out my boy Mark they won by one in overtime I had Oregon money line. That was an easy win. And then buying that point in the Oklahoma State game was massive. I watched that at the Costco's house with Kyle and, uh, you know, the Costco family. Crazy atmosphere in terms of, like, when that final drive was happening because I was just, like, glued to the TV. So, yeah, I'm in favor of the top eight. My prediction for March or for college football playoffs, I think Georgia beats Alabama this weekend. 
And I don't know if that kicks out Alabama. It might, it may, I think Cincinnati wins. I think Michigan wins. So that means Oklahoma state or Notre Dame is going to slide in. And that's going to be crazy if, if Notre Dame slides in without their coach, but they've never really played well in the like really big games. Like the few times they've gone to the um, college football playoffs. I don't think they've done so, so well. So I don't know. I mean, we got, yeah, conference championship week. And then after that starts the bulls and stuff, but yeah, overall my prediction for the college football playoffs. I like Georgia to win it this year, honestly. I mean, I feel like that's an easy answer just because they're number one uh, and they're undefeated, but their defense just looks too mad this year. I would like to see Michigan go just for the sake of uh, Andrew Vistardis. He went to Stonebridge and I watched him play a couple years when I was an underclassman and he was a senior. So yeah, he's their starting center at Michigan. I would like to see him, you know, playing some big games and, um, you know, maybe against Georgia, but my, my, final decision is i think georgia is going to take home the championship this year and um yeah I'm, I'm in favor of top eight thank you very much for that daniel or yeah thank you very much for that question daniel uh hope you're doing well big man hey come down to tech next semester because i know you're going to visit Trob again and um yeah what the downtown or something uh okay next question that i got was from my boy kyle jenkins he said yo what is your super bowl prediction mike okay super bowl prediction Sheesh. Um, I've been saying the Packers and I'm going to stick with the Packers. Um, I think you can still get them on FanDuel or DraftKings at like a plus like 600. I know when the season started, it was something crazy, but I just think they're, they're just clicking and they got too many people coming back. They've had, you know, Aaron Jones was hurt for a while. Mm, they got like a lineman that was hurt. I don't know. I always watch Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays on the Pat McAfee show. If you don't know, you need to get hip because that show is legendary. But yeah, every Tuesday, Rodgers comes on for like 30 minutes. And I feel like I've learned a lot more about the Packers. I mean, I definitely have since he started doing that like a year or two ago. So that's my Super Bowl prediction. As far as the teams go, I'm going to throw up this little graphic right now. Let's see. I got to zoom it out on my laptop. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, Cardinals are f- number one in the NFC. And then Packers, Bucks, Rams, Cowboys, 49ers, and my Washington football team sliding in like some dogs in that last wild card spot. It'd be mad if they made it again this year. Um, okay. AFC Ravens, Patriots, Titans, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, and Chargers. It's just, it's so competitive. I mean, if you look beyond the top seven, cause you know, this year, the extra wild card team is going to go, which is a good move, strong move by the NFL. So now only the first seed will get a bye week um it's really it's awesome i mean we got so much football left we got like six or seven weeks left of nfl football before the playoffs start uh as far as the nfc goes i've like i said i like the packers but if i had to say another team besides the packers i think the cardinals are frauds my opinion i think i think the cardinals are the steelers of last year if you remember the steelers were like 13 and 0 but they had so many close wins and then they played the washington football team and they got upset. And then from that point on, it was kind of downhill. And then they lost to the Browns in the first round of the playoffs. That's how I kind of see the Cardinals going this year. I mean, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins has been hurt. Kyler Murray has been hurt. And they've still been able, to, been able to win games with Colt McCoy. But I still think they're frauds. I think they'll be exposed in the playoffs early. I mean, you can't really go against the Bucs. I mean, they got they're, – they're stacked. They retained their entire 22 starting man roster last year. Rams have been vulnerable in some big games this year. Rams or Bucks, if it's not the Packers. I think Rams or Bucks. I think the Cowboys are going to start to slide once the NFC East play picks up later in the season. 
Um, if the Titans could get Derrick Henry back before playoffs, that's massive for the AFC. Other than that, the Patriots are hot. Chiefs will always be really good in the playoffs. Before the season, I was saying the Bills, and they're nice, but, you know, they just got some games. Like, you'll, you know, you're losing the, the Jaguars over here. Then you're, you know, playing bad against the Colts, and then you're over here playing good. So, I mean, they're kind of – they're really up and down. If they can figure it out, they'll definitely be good. I like watching the Chargers this year. I've become a pretty big fan. Excuse me. I've become a pretty big fan of uh, some of their players like um, Herbert and, um, you know, kind of like Mike Williams this year. Um, Eckler was a dog, and I made some money off him a couple weeks ago when he had like four touchdowns against the Steelers. Shout out. Um, shout out Najee Harris in that game, too. I clocked him in plus 220 anytime score at the start of the fourth quarter, ran it in shortly after that. Shout out. I like the Patriots or Chiefs or Titans if they get, um, what's his name, Derrick Henry back. That's what I'm going with the from the AFC. So that's just my kind of like playoff prediction, but my final Super Bowl prediction like Kyle asks is the Packers. That's who I'm sticking with. I'd like to see them get a ring and then have Aaron Rodgers bounce at the end of the season. So thank you for that question, man. Uh, okay, Adam, my boy Adam Viverka asked NBA Finals prediction. So this is going to be the last sports prediction that I give, and then we'll get into some other questions. Um, here is a graphic for the NBA. So it's really early in the season. We've only had like 20 games. Most most teams have only had 20 games. I need to fade to a Wizards game over break. I was looking at their schedule, and like not, there's not too many good home games in you know late December and January. But I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, get, I'll go to a game. The Capitals, I need to also go to a game if I can. They, I don't, I didn't look at their schedule, but the Capitals, that's the best sporting event you could possibly go to in DC. But anyway, back to the NBA. I'm saying, you know, the Warriors, once they get Clay back, they're going to be even more of a problem. The Lakers, you can never count them out. Uh, I, I think the Clippers also got a decent chance. That's from the uh, Western Conference. From the Eastern Conference, you know, I like, uh, you know, shout out the Wizards number four, baby. You got to love to see that. I just hope they can maintain, you know, top eight throughout the playoffs. You know, maybe like six or seven would be a nice seed for them. So then they don't have to play. Because I feel like every time they go, they're the eight seed and they get dusted in the first round by like, you know, whoever it might be, like the Bucks or, you know, years past, it's been you know, like the Celtics and teams like that. So, I just hope that doesn't happen. I hope we don't have to play the number one seed. I could see the Bucs making another good run this year. Bulls are nice, and they got Javante Green. Uh, for people who don't know, that's the only player that graduated from Radford that went on to play in the NBA. You know, there's Carly Jones right now, but I think he's in, like, the developmental league. I think he was on the Mavericks for a couple, for a couple of, like, months or weeks before the season started, but I know Javante Green gets playing time on the Bulls this year, so shout out. Number two in the Eastern Conference, so they're looking pretty good. But, you know, Nets, I, I think it's the Nets year. If I had to give, a, like, a full prediction, I'm saying Nets win the NBA um, finals, and it's going to take them, like, five or six games. I don't think it will go any longer than that. Who do I like? I would like to see them play. Sheesh, there's so many good teams, dude. So many good matchups, honestly, especially for the Nets. You know, just the Lakers, I think it would just be, like, nostalgic because I feel like, we may never get it again if this season is like LeBron and Kevin Durant in the finals one more time. You know, like I'm not saying either of them are getting like super out of their prime, but I just feel like now would be a great time because there's so many young, young players in the NBA. And, you know, every offseason, the landscape changes. Who knows if there's ever going to be a scenario where they can play each other in the finals and what better 
marquee matchup than a team from New York and a team from Los Angeles. It's kind of like written in the stars right there. So yeah, I'm saying Nets over Lakers. Nets winning like five games. That's my prediction. And uh, hey, hope you're healing up, Adam. Guy, absolutely. Kevin weared his wrist a few weeks back playing basketball, intramural basketball over here. And uh, yeah, not a great looking injury, but you know, hope you're healing up, man. Hope you get the surgery that you need and um, it's all love, bro. All right, next question that I got was from my cousin, Richard Mobley. He asked, Mike, who is your dream guest to have on the podcast? It's a great question. When I when I saw that, I really had to, you know, think about it for a couple hours. I feel like there's so many people that I'd like to have on the show eventually. You know, like the initial one that comes to my mind just because of how much I've been a fan of his for so many years is uh, Conor McGregor. But, you know, like recently, he's kind of been like spiraling out of control, I guess you could say. And, uh, but, you know, he'd still be a great guest to have on one day. I really hope he can make a comeback in his career and, you know, get some wins. He just needs to not fight the best of the best when he comes back in a, in a couple of months, but other people that I'd like to have on, you know, Theo Vaughn, he's always been one of my favorite comedians. I think he's like one of the funniest people ever. You need to check out his podcast or at least like his highlight montage clips. If you've, um, if you've never seen them before, he's hilarious. And then, Another good one would be Tyson Fury. I actually interviewed one of his business partners back in July. And um, I just think Tyson Fury would be a phenomenal episode for so many reasons, you know, to talk about his story from being the heavyweight champion on top of the world of boxing, and then, you know, struggling with some things in his life, and then ultimately coming back to the world of boxing and putting on like so many great fights with, you know, the trilogy with Wilder and, and a couple others in between and, you know, future fights that he hasn't done yet. So I think Tyson Fury would be a phenomenal guest. I'd be honored to have him on the show one day as I would with Theo Vaughn, Connor. Um, I'm trying to think, man, who else? There'd be, there's honestly a lot of people. It's like, hopefully we can make it all happen one day. Honestly. Uh, the thing is when, when you're trying to get some of these, these people, it's like, there's so many, what's the word I'm looking for? Like so many people you got to go through, I guess is like an easier way to say it. Like so many people you got to go through to get them, which I understand is like a part of the, the business, but it's just, it's, it's a lot easier to like not have to get those people. But I mean, I guess it is always worth it at the end. Once you finally do get a massive episode like that. So yeah, hopefully I can, um, you know, continue to build the platform and one day in a couple of years or hopefully sooner be able to get some of the people that I just mentioned, that would be legendary. And I'd be honored to have that. But uh, yeah, man, thank you for the question, Richard. Can't wait to see you over winter break, brother. Uh, you know, take care of finals and um, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right. Um, next question that I got was from Jake Jones. He asked, what is your thoughts on the metaverse? Dude, when he asked that, I actually had no clue what the metaverse was. I had to do a little bit of research. And what I discovered was crazy. I, I came across a couple of different videos on YouTube. And probably the best one that described it all was like the 10-minute quick highlight synopsis of the presentation that Mark Zuckerberg gave when he launched metaverse to the public, which was like, I don't know, like a month ago or something when I, when I saw it or when he launched it. But I saw it like a couple of days ago. Excuse me. Long story short, it's mad. It's an absolute mad concept. So the video that I saw, it kind of is just like you put on a pair of glasses and you're in a social media virtual reality, basically is the best way to describe it. And it's just, 
it's weird. I mean, there's good things about it and there's bad things about it. I mean, there's pros and cons to everything, like not just social media related things, but I mean, there's pros and cons to everything in life. So I'm not really supportive of it, but I'm also like not super against it. I'm kind of just like indifferent. I'm in the middle, but to quickly describe it, it's like, yeah, you put on some glasses and then you're instantly in like a, like a GTA type world. And it's like, what's it called? Like the Oculus or, or VR headsets. It's like that combined. It's like, you're in a VR version of Game of Thrones or not Game of Thrones, shout out Game of Thrones though, of GTA. And um, it's just crazy. I mean, some of the examples they were giving were watching movies with each other. Like you could, you know, you could realistically be in laying in bed and someone else could be on their couch and someone else could be making food in their kitchen or whatever. But you guys are all linked up together in this virtual reality world at a movie theater, watching a movie together, movie together at the same time, which I think would be really cool. You know, some of the other examples where people are playing poker together, you can make voice calls, voice chats with people in the virtual reality world. So it's like a call within a call. If you think about it, it's, I mean, it's absolutely crazy. It's inevitable though, because I mean, how I think of it is like, if it's already released to us, it's already out. Like it's just a matter of time till it like picks up steam and like popularity and like really starts to be utilized by people. But once something is already like dropped to the public, it's kind of like already in the beginning stages of being like phased out to people. So I hope it's good. I mean, it's kind of, it's inevitable. I just think it's weird for the people growing up. Like the people, um, if you're my age, if you're, you know, 20, 21 or 22, it's like, we were the last generation to like grow up without all that social media stuff. Like when we were in elementary school, maybe it was like MySpace or I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely thinking of forgetting some platforms right now. Like even like AOL, I feel like it was just like basic, like stuff like that was, was like what the social media was. It was like quick little one hit posts that you can do. People were playing Sims over here, which is kind of like the metaverse in a way people were, you know, video games were kind of dog, dog water. I mean, it was maybe like call of duty, like, two they were at they were at at the time like i don't even think world of war was out yet or like black ops was definitely not out yet or mw2 or anything like that so it was just like video games weren't even that popular social media wasn't even that popular it was good times that being said when we started to grow a little bit older that's when like i think instagram came out when we were in like seventh or eighth grade facebook was already a little bit out at that point but no one really had a like a, a profile if you did you're kind of weird you know, Twitter started a little bit after that. Snapchat started picking up steam when we were like early in high school. It's kind of just crazy, like how fast everything has gone because nowadays, like a quick, you know, six, seven years later, everything is just so different. So like think of these kids that are being born now that when the time they hit, you know, like sixth grade, like fifth, sixth grade, and even before that, they're going to be introduced to the metaverse. Like what is, what is their childhood's going to be like i just think that's the craziest thing that you know time will tell everything but it's just wild to think about so <clears throat> i'm kind of i'm just happy that we got to experience you know kind of both sides of the field like we we grew up without all that like playing outside 24 7 you know going in a phone book to call someone's house to see if you could hang out with a friend you know making plans with someone and 
sticking to the time that you guys agreed to meet up at because there's no other way to know like you can't just text someone an hour before and be like hey i'm actually busy i can't make it like you would just either like not show up or you would show up so i think yeah metaverse i mean like i said dude pros and cons to everything i mean everything happens for a reason and i'm interested at least to see where it goes i am probably not going to be the first one to jump on metaverse similar as i wouldn't with like Neuralink. i know it's a little bit different but you know i kind of got to like see how it goes first like let it let it make its way throughout the public for a couple months and then and see weigh weigh my decisions and go from there but nevertheless it's, it's an interesting time that we're living through right now with all the advancements in technology and uh it's, it's pretty cool to see how much progress can be made in such a short amount of time it's a good thing it's a bad thing like i said so yeah man thank you for that question jake I, um crazy dude metaverse i appreciate that question because it also like allowed me to learn like i had no idea what it was so you know i, I sat down for a couple hours uh, a couple nights back and just did some research and that kind of got like fascinated into that stuff and then i was in like a social media rabbit hole on reddit and you can just imagine how that goes like you just come across like links from like oh it's just crazy stuff dude if you're ever in a dive on reddit you know you've gone too far and there's really no going back until you go to sleep so yeah, shout out you, Jake, for that question. I appreciate it, man. Hey, keep up the content that you're posting on all the social media platforms. Um, kid's one of the hardest working people out there. So, man, keep up the good work. All right, uh, next question that I got was from my boy, Spencer Payne. He said, Mike, what are your thoughts on lifting? Great question. Um, honestly, I've been slacking more recently, which I'm not proud to say. Like, when I was, you know, like early high school, all throughout high school. And then like the first two years, two and a half years of college, I was like grinding in the gym, like six days a week, you know, trying to keep up with, excuse me, like proper nutrition, everything like that, just hit the microphone, but yeah, you know, everything like that. And it kind of just got like, I kind of not like burned out, but I was just like, I, I think my biggest problem was I was doing the same thing for so long. Like you really, I really need to switch it up. Like, um, and that's why more recently when I go, I don't go as often, but I'll always do different stuff. Like I'll do stuff that I never used to do at the gym before. And it's just like, it's completely different work, like workout for your body. Like I used to go in there and there'd be goals, shout out goals in Ashburn. It would just be like the same machines, the same exercises, the same, everything, the same routine, the same time going to the gym, everything like that. I mean, there's there, like routine is good but not to the point where you're doing what I was doing, which was like, everything was the same almost every time I went to the gym. So that's why I kind of think I just got burned out after like five or six years of doing that. So yeah, now it's like when I go, it's just different. Like I'll warm up and like my warm up will be playing basketball. Whereas like, I never used to do that. I used to just work out and then play basketball and brick every single shot because the ball felt like it was a penny. So now it's like, it's just different. You know, I'll do sprints. I'll do uphill sprints. Never used to even think about doing that stuff. Uh, if they have a bag, like I was at Sterling golds a couple, like a couple of days ago when I was home for break, cause Ashburn golds closed, you know, I was hitting the speed bag there. Haven't hit a speed bag in like three years. So that's just a completely different workout. And that was like a mindless cardio. But as far as lifting goes, dude, I mean, it's just like, it's gotta be a lifestyle. And it's like, it's something that's going to like, it's like money. It's like going to come and go throughout your life. Like you're not always going to be motivated, in my opinion, to work out. So like you kind of have to find the balance. Like I can't like, sh like get on myself too much because I've been slacking for a couple months because I know 
hopefully in the near future, like I'll really pick up steam. And when I say I'm slacking, I'm still working out like three or four days a week, but it's just when I go, it's like, you know, only for an hour. And it's, I try to make like the, I try to increase the intensity, but like the duration that I'm there kind of like diminishes. Whereas like before I'd go to the gym, like, like I said, six days a week and I'd be there for like two and a half hours. Cause I would play basketball for an hour. And then I talk to people for a com- combined 30 minutes. And then I would just kind of bounce all over the place and then do, you know, the same machines. So it's like I said, it's like a never ending journey. Cause you're going to hit PRs at some point in your life. And then from that point, you're kind of just going downhill. So it's like, but you also have other goals that you're trying to meet or at least man- maintain like, you may lift the most weight you ever can in your life when you're like 30, but when you're like 50, you're just trying to maintain health. So that's what I mean when I say it's like never ending, like there's always going to be different goals that you're chasing. So it's like, it's something that's going to come in and out throughout your life. And you kind of just got to like always stick with it in some way, shape or form. Like don't ever just give up hope completely and like stop, stop lifting, stop eating healthy. Cause you know, it's, it's really easy to dig yourself into a hole and it's way harder to get yourself out of that hole once you dig yourself into it. But dude, I be, I see you on, um, social media. I follow, I follow some of your platforms, Spencer, uh, you're like your Instagram fitness account, dude, dude, some of the weight you're throwing up is mad. I mean, I remember, um, you know, seeing you at goals and every now and then, like we would talk a couple of years ago when we were in high school and, you know, you were lifting good weight then, but nowadays it's just like you and people that go to this shop, which is, um, the new gym that's not new i guess i guess it's like a year old up by buffaloing factory like that's where people go that are serious about lifts like olympic lifts like power lifts and stuff like that so you know keeping up with you and some of the people that go there um from from the fitness pages it's crazy like the the progress you guys have made in like the weight you're able to lift at the age you are I mean, and some of you guys are doing competitions like that's just to me, it's like the coolest thing because you guys are really enjoying doing it. And the final question that I got was from OP shout out Olivia Pika. She said, Mike, what is your favorite moment from the podcast? I'm going to have to get some water for this one. Oh, sheesh. I just put ice in that, too, before I started this podcast. That is banging i had to see how long we've been recording for but i had banging water good water right there uh favorite moment from the podcast this was another question like when richard asked his that when i opened it i was like damn that's that's a packed question i could really talk about that for a while um favorite moment though thankfully you didn't ask favorite guest because that would have been an even harder question and excuse me i would have felt worse about answering it because, you know, there might be people that I've done interviews with that are listening. So I don't want to make anyone feel bad. So favorite, and also I don't really have a favorite guest, that being said. So it would have also been a difficult question to answer just because regardless of who I talk to, I love talking to every person individually because, you know, I learn a lot about, you know, their story and what they enjoy about it and people's take on certain stuff. And it's just like, it really opened up or opens up my mind to like different ways of thinking and, you know, different passions and stuff like that. So, um, but favorite moment, sheesh. Okay. So this is what I thought my favorite moment. If I had to stop and like, think of one, I started the podcast, uh, doing guests on like February, like 15th, 2020. So we're coming up on two years. It's been like, 22 months, like 21 and a half months. I've been doing this with people. My first four episodes were 
in the studio at Radford, in the Radford radio studio. And when COVID started, it was like early March, we got sent home and I had only done four episodes. And I was like, damn, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this because I don't have any equipment. I don't have a microphone. I don't have any, you know, cables or anything. I don't have any light. I say this as my ring lights about to like collapse on my face. Got to straight that up real quick. Um, yeah, I didn't have, I didn't have anything. So, you know, I went on, I went online and I just, I just bought some equipment. It wasn't too expensive, you know, nothing. I didn't buy like anything like super high end, but just, you know, enough to, you know, get, get a decent quality out there. And then I was like, dang, like, how am I going to talk to people? Because I hadn't done zoom interviews at the time and I wanted to keep doing them in person. And my dad at the time, cause COVID was so unsure or like uncertain because it was like the first week it had happened. So everyone was kind of just getting alerts saying, you know, NBA shut down. You can't leave your house. NFL shut down. Like everything's just shutting down left and right. And so people were kind of like, you know, spazzing out for a second. My dad was like, Hey, like just long story short, no one can come inside. So you're gonna have to figure it out. And it was like March. So it's just starting to get warm where I live. And I did episodes under my deck. I mean, some of you might remember I did episodes under my deck for from episode like five to episode like 30 i would say so i did like 20 or 25 episodes just under my deck all throughout covid one a week and they were all with friends like they were all with someone that i knew or had a previous relationship with so it wasn't like it is now where like i'm reaching out to people and meeting them for the first time over an interview or like over a podcast but i'm just i'd say it's my favorite moment because of like the struggle of some of those episodes. And I think your episode or your episode definitely was OP with Kayla is like raining. And so what I would do is I'd run upstairs on the deck because we would do them under the deck and I would just put a tarp down. So, you know, you can't, you can't get wet by the rain or sometimes it'd be super sunny outside and the slunt, the sun glare would go through the deck and I'm recording on my phone. So like the glare is just kind of off and there'd be like two lines going through, through our bodies and stuff like that. So um, and you know, you've got birds singing in the background, you got kids playing, you got people mowing because it's the summer. So there was just so much going on. And I would always get on myself and just be like, man, like, this quality is just not good. It's just like, not the greatest. And then some people told me, um, like, hey, just keep sticking with it. And don't stop like keep doing one a week, because eventually things will open back up and you won't have to do them under a deck anymore. And people are, um, yeah, yeah. And you'll look back on those episodes and they may seem like bad now, but those will be like some of your most memorable episodes. <clears throat> and I didn't think it would happen so fast, but I can already look back like a year from now or like a year later, because that's what it is basically. And those episodes are like so special. That being said, I don't want to go back and record under my deck anymore, but it's just like, I'm kind of just proud that I, I didn't give up on those episodes because like I said, it was just, it wasn't the best conditions. And I just wanted to bring people inside and just record in person or record enclosed walls. So we didn't have, you know, birds screaming or a lawnmower or whatever was going on was the background noise. So, you know, I just tried my best to edit some of that stuff out. And um, you know, those are definitely like my favorite moments. Cause also those episodes were recorded with a lot of my friends that I've known for years, like you, like yourself, Olivia. So it's just one of those things that, um, is like special, like it's memorable. And, um, you know, the podcast is still super small, but I kind of carry the mindset of 
not giving up. I mean, there's been times, especially recently this semester, I've been so busy with school stuff. And I mean, that's not an excuse for lack of content. I've just, you know, I just haven't been like 110% dedicated and where I need to be to get where I want to get and, um, you know, prove people right that um, support me. It's just, I, I will never give up on podcasting just because of a lot of the conversations that I had during COVID when I was recording them under my deck with people, which was just don't stop. Like, don't just don't ever stop doing this. And whether hopefully one day I will work hard enough to make this a full-time career, but you know, if it doesn't go that way, which I'm not going to let it, that being said, so don't, so I'm, I'm not going to let that happen first and foremost, but two sides of the coin, I will still do this on the side because it's just something I enjoy to do so much. It's like, I've made so many friends through podcasting through, you know, connections and just hearing other sides of people's viewpoints and stuff like that, or the way people think or everything. I feel like I've just learned endlessly in such a short time, which has been 20 months or 21 and a half months or how long I've been doing this. And it's crazy that it's already been that long. Like, when you stop, when, when I stop and thinking, it's like, okay, I've done 70 interviews. Like, I don't know if that sounds like a lot. Like sometimes, sometimes I think, and I'm like, oh, it sounds like a lot. But then sometimes I'm like, that's not a lot at all. Like it's because it's only been 20 months. It's like, what is, how, how many is it going to be at if I really get on a crazy groove after college and, you know, do that for four years? Like how many interviews will I have at that point? Who will I have talked to at that point? And just, I feel like another thing is just always being humble. I was talking to uh, Miss Costco because I went to Jack's game, watched him play against uh, Shepard. And when I was talking to her after the game, when we were all at their house, was just like humbleness. Like um, one thing I was very proud that she said, and uh, I love Miss Costco. Let me just put that out there. She's one of the one of the nicest people, the whole Costco family. But she was saying, um, you know, just like humbleness. She's like, she appreciates how humble I am. And I feel like um, I just can't. Those are just certain things in my life that I just can't forget. It's just like humbleness, hard work, dedication, determination, uh, like belief. I mean, self-belief is a hard thing to have. And um, it comes and goes throughout your life, I believe. And, uh, you know, but just there's, there's key things that you can do that will inevitably pay off, regardless of the struggle that you may go through in a certain time point. I don't know. I feel like I took that question and just ran. It kind of got like deep for a second there. Um, but it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's honestly crazy how, um, how far, but also not far it's, it's, it's came in like uh, this, this time since I started it. I mean, I remember when I uh, did my first interview with Benji and uh, he was my roommate at the time and we got back and I was like, I don't know if that was good. Like, I'm like editing it. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. Like we sound weird. Like our voices, like, you know, just like tripping for a second. And then I was like, dude, like, I just can't, I just want to close my eyes and just have like, be able to go on YouTube and just go to my page and just be able to scroll once. I was like, just imagine being able to just go and just, you know, seeing like five episodes scroll by or see like six episodes scroll by. I'm thinking about it on an iPhone because I was looking at it on my phone. And now it's like, I can scroll like 20 times. And now it's that being said, it's like, I'm not saying that as a flex at all. It's just like, it's crazy. Like how, how much you can do in such a short time. Like people say like, oh, it's like, things, great things take like a lot of time. Like, yes, great things take a lot of time, but starting doesn't take a lot of time, if that makes sense. Like 
all it takes is like a handful of months of just not giving up on something. And just like, if you want to try a new hobby, like just do it every single day or think about it every single day or work towards it every single day for a month, give yourself 30 days, do it every single 30 days or do it every day for 30 days. I mean, I, I don't know what the exact day is, but I think they say it, it takes like, I just look it up, but I think they say it takes like 26 days to make a habit and then like X amount of days to break a habit. Let me look this up. Okay, 66, so a little bit longer, two months. So it says on average, it takes more than two months for a new behavior to become automatic. 66 days to be exact. I don't know where they got that day. Where, like, who, who how many, it's like, oh, day 66, baby. Just hit 12 o'clock. Now nah, it's a habit. I don't know. I feel like every person, every person is definitely different. So some people it's going to take longer. Some people it's not. But it's, um just don't give up on something. It's too easy to quit. I mean, in so many aspects of life, it is just way too easy to give up on something. And you have to find those reasons to not give up on it. You have to love what you hate. If that, I know it sounds crazy, but that's like truthfully what you, if you want to do something great, you just have to love the things that you hate about it and just not give up on it. So like, like I said, for myself, this semester hasn't been the greatest. I haven't, I mean, school has been pretty good knock on wood we got finals next week but as far as the podcast there's just been you know a lot of unmotivation a lot of you know getting declined with clients a lot of getting people to agree and then we the day we're supposed to do it they don't show up so then it's just like I, I missed out on an interview that week and then it just piles up and then you know I, I, I mean I feel like I recently I've made too many excuses and I need to like hold myself accountable for that and um you know really switch the tide again and, and get back grinding. But that being said, it's just one of those things. If you just never give up, it will always be there in some facet. And then you can always, it's easier to rebuild it and rekindle it back than start from scratch as if you just gave up for a year or something like that. So I don't know. I hope I didn't sound like an ass in any of that. I mean, I, I really try not to be, it's just, that's just honestly how I, how I think about it. Uh, that was a great question though. It was a deep answer. I don't know how long I answered. That was definitely the longest answer. I think I gave out all the questions. That's why I saved it for the last. And that's why I even told you, OP, I was like, I absolutely love that question because there was so much to unravel from it, I think. And I, I still could have unraveled more, but, um, yeah, favorite moment. I think that's gotta be it is just those episodes under my deck where people weren't allowed inside and it was raining. They were mowing at the same time and the birds were singing at the same time. And, and that was it. And there's some great episodes. I mean, some of my favorite episodes and some of my biggest episodes even came from that. And that's the foundation. I mean, that's like literally the foundation of the podcast was built outside, which is crazy. Um, hey, hope you're doing well, OP. Hope to see you over uh, winter break. It's been a minute since I've seen you, but if you're able to see this, um, this answer to it, hope your finals do well. Tell everyone to jam you. I say what's up. Uh, I was telling Jimmy, I need to come visit next semester. I need to get some of these tech boys to come with me, or even if not I need to come down by myself, but you know, show JMU, show JMU some love, but, uh, yeah, hope your finals go well and hope to see you over break. Thank you for that question. Uh, that's it for today's episode. Um, like I said, thank you for everyone or thank you to everyone that sending questions. Hope Thanksgiving break was good. Finals go well, whenever you have them safe travels to and from home, Hope to see people out in Loudoun when I'm back or in Nova. You know, I'll probably be at 
most of Bunkers, McDowell's, if we're in Leesburg, Jefferson's been firing in one Loudon. Some good places, some good times, trying to fade a Redskins game, Wizards game, Capitals game. Good times, good times ahead, more life. Shout out, um, shout out Washington football team, three wins in a row. Can't forget that. Fantasy football playoffs are starting up soon. One of my leagues, I'm in ninth place, top eight, make the playoffs, and there's two weeks left, so I'm on the bo- the border of that other league. I'm like in fourth place, and I've won that league before, and that's with my friends. The other one's with my dad's work league. Both of them are money leagues, so they're both like very important to me. And fantasy football is just lit as anything. And we got sports betting over here, and we got you know a little bit of the little bit of the gabagoo. Uh, Good times, good times ahead. Honestly, holiday season does not miss. Thanksgiving does not miss. Christmas would be the last holiday to miss because it just fires left and right. Um, yeah, thank you. Like I said, to everyone that's sending questions, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, or any of the other audio platforms that I'm available on, Please rate five stars and subscribe if you can. Leave a comment as well. If you're on YouTube and you're watching the video feed, please like, comment, subscribe, and share. Um, can't think of anything else. These were some great questions. I kind of liked how I started with the sports, and then I went into the questions that weren't sports-related. I was kind of like when I was first making the outline a couple nights ago, I was kind of just like, in the order that I read them in from people. But now I was like, no, I should really do sports first and then get into the other stuff. And I feel like that's what I'll do from the future or from this point on when I do solo episodes. But yeah, I don't want to run too much um, or, you know, ramble on too much. Um, Hope you guys, like I said, have safe travels, have a great finals, all that good stuff. Watch some college football, get absolutely teed after finals, assuming everyone does well. And um Yeah. Thank you very much for watching. I'm your host of this show, Michael Marr, and I'll see you guys next week.